Welcome back to Talk It Out Piece by Piece, the show that discusses empowering stories and insightful conversations. I'm your host, Kelly Webb, and in today's episode, we're honored to have an incredible guest who is making a meaningful impact in the lives of those navigating a difficult journey, the journey of divorce. I'm thrilled to introduce to you Rachel Snow, a divorce coach and advocate who is dedicated to guiding individuals through the challenging terrains of divorce with compassion, resilience, and wisdom. Divorce is a life-altering experience that touches countless lives. Whether you personally walk this path, are currently journeying through it, or stand by a friend or family member as they do. Rachel's expertise and deep understanding of the emotional and practical aspects of divorce provide a guiding light for anyone seeking clarity and support during this transitional period. With her wealth of knowledge, Rachel not only empowers those facing divorce to navigate the complexities, but also equips them with tools to emerge stronger and more resilient on the other side. In today's episode, we sit down with Rachel to discuss her personal journey, her motivations for becoming a divorce coach, and the profound impact she's making on individuals' lives. We'll explore strategies for managing the emotional roller coaster, practical tips for navigating, and insights into fostering a support system that uplifts and empowers. Whether you're seeking advice, validation, or simply a deeper understanding of what divorce entails, this conversation with Rachel Snow is bound to leave you feeling inspired and informed. So tune in as we embark with a on a transformative discussion that sheds light on one of life's most challenging yet growth-inducing experiences. Welcome to Talk It Out Piece by Piece. I'm Kelly, your host, and today we have Rachel Snow. Rachel, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me. I'm Rachel. I am a divorce and custody coach based in Denver, Colorado. I specialize in post-separation abuse and high-conflict cases. Okay, well, thank you, Rachel, for for sharing. So can you talk to me more about what a divorce and custody coach is? I would say it's not just coaching. It's not me telling a client what they should be doing. It's a lot of consulting and we're brainstorming together to figure out the best strategy and the best steps forward for them in their case. And since it's very typically my client is divorced from or divorcing someone that is creating all of the conflict in the current situation that they're facing. So the client of mine is very often a victim of some sort of domestic Mm -hmm. violence and I know that we often think that that means physical violence and often in my clients cases it's not it's verbal mental emotional spiritual and financial abuse so they're kind of coming out of the of being in this horribly controlling and abusive relationship and they really need some support to navigate the next steps. How do I separate myself from this person? How do I protect myself? How do I protect my children? And then if it's post-separation and they're dealing with legal abuse, which is one of abusers' favorite things to do is the legal abuse, then they have to navigate all of that as well. And sometimes they don't have an attorney, so they're representing themselves. And 
I want to support my clients to remember that they have the power within them mm-hmm. to face these challenges because I know that they have been so disempowered through their relationship with this person. So I have many questions. As you were talking, you mentioned legal abuse. So do you work with the lawyer? Like, how are you separate than a lawyer? So talk to me more a little I'm bit. Not, about yeah, that. I'll talk to you more about that. So I am not an attorney. I cannot mm-hmm. give legal advice. I would tell my clients very regularly, check with your attorney on this. And I'm not a mental health professional. So I don't offer those services as well. I can give them some strategies that I know work in court or explaining all the legal jargon when you get a motion. Like if you're brand new to this and you don't understand when someone files a motion with the court against you and it it feels like it's a foreign language, it makes no sense. So I can support them in making sense of it and understanding it. And it's not legal advice. This is, I guess you could say this is a lot of hand-holding. Okay. I walk them, I walk them through the process of the divorce or the custody. And I will remind them, please ask your attorney if you have a question, or I'll say, I don't have the answer to that because that's a legal question. So I wouldn't know the answer. I have no problem saying, I don't know the answer. (laughs) Gotcha. So, so are you like that? You're more like the advocate. You're more there to guide and and coach and empower them to come back to more of like like they 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 can do this. You know, they yes. can. Okay, that makes yes, sense. Yes, that's that's yeah, a that beautiful way to describe it. Is definitely an advocate. I I work with some domestic abuse. Mm-hmm places here in Colorado. I'm part of some other, you know, advocacy programs as well. So I'm definitely an advocate. I'm there to remind them who they are because who they were before all this started is still there. So -hmm. they were probably a badass woman before all this started and abuse really takes it out of you. And so I, you know, I don't want to say I empower them because they have the power, but I just remind them it's there mm-hmm. and help them in the process of here's how you get your power back. Stand in your truth. Here's mm-hmm. how you know that you're doing what's best for you and your children. And when you're coming out of an abusive relationship, it's really hard to remember what your intuition is and trusting yourself in everything that you're experiencing because you've been told it's wrong. So how did you get into this line of work? How did you become a divorce and custody coach? Well, it was definitely through some personal experience. I didn't wake up one day and say, hey, this is going to be a super fun career. (laughs) It was mostly out of necessity. I divorced from my daughter's father 2011. And so we've been in and out of court ever since Mm -hmm. with post-separation issues and um, custody and parenting 
plans and, you know, modifying parenting time and modifying child support. And I started following One Mom's Battle years ago and kind of found an online community of other people that were kind of in the same situation, you know, not really understanding what you're going through and you're facing this person that you were married to and they've done a 180 and you don't understand any of it. And uh, the woman that created that platform created a divorce coach certification program right in 2020. So when the whole world shut down because of COVID, she created this program that she had been working on, but it really came to fruition then. And so Mm -hmm. I applied to the program and I got in and I was one of the first classes for the certification program. That's that's really nice to see like that come full circle, like from her experience, she was able to help create this other she created a certification program and then she's able to help others who went through something similar she was doing coaching so she went through Mm -hmm. her own she calls it a category five divorce brutal divorce and custody battle and she's based in california and she was coaching women it kind of happened organically she was going to the courthouse a lot to just see what was happening with court proceedings with family court proceedings and she started coaching women through it and then she started saying I wish I could clone myself and be in every state so she took her experience and has really paid it forward and she's a really good human and so I'm able to do that for my clients is take my experience or take my own mistakes take everything I've learned for the past 13 years and support them through it. You know, I can say, I've already made these mistakes, so you don't have to. Mm -hmm. So let's do something different. Mm -hmm. Can you share about some of the challenges that your clients have faced? Because with the audience, they may be going through some of the similar challenges. So kind of talk about what you've experienced with your clients and how, how they navigate that, how you're helping them navigate that. There's so many challenges that my clients face and I I don't know that I can narrow it down. I think one thing that sticks out is they're overwhelmed. Okay. So if it's post decree, so they they're divorced and maybe it's two years down the line, they've been dealing with their ex not following the court-ordered parenting plan, withholding the children, withholding medical care, not agreeing to pediatricians or doctors. They they don't understand why. And nobody does. I mean, nobody understands crazy. If you're not crazy, you don't understand crazy. So they're really struggling with why can't this person just be a good dad? Why can't this person just be a normal human? Why can't I have a conversation with this person anymore? So I guess based on that, some of it is acceptance. I would say radical acceptance of this is what it is. And it's awful. We can't do anything to change it. We have to accept the situation for what it is. And then the next piece is 
how can we move forward? So I would say in, in situations like that, I support a lot with communication, how to word things, mm-hmm. how you're how you're saying things to the other party, to the other parent, so that it's documented, but so that you're showing what you're doing is for the parent or for the child, excuse me, what you're doing is for your child, that you're really acting in the best interest of your child. So the communication piece with the ex is definitely high on the list challenges that my clients face. They don't know how to communicate with someone that is so unwilling to communicate and is really incapable of having a normal conversation. Yes, I from talk. I'm doing a series on the co-parenting and blended families. So as you're you're saying that, I'm like, yes, this is you know I've been hearing some of those stories. I've done that too. Yeah, the co-parenting, the blended family, it's all very challenging. Co-parenting with someone that is quote unquote high conflict Mm -hmm. or potentially disordered. Sometimes they do have a diagnosis. Sometimes Mm -hmm. this person is narcissistic. They actually have an NPD diagnosis or they can have any kind of diagnosis or they can, you know, it's not just that they're a horrible, awful, mean human. There's something underlying. So it's hard to co-parent with somebody that you can't co-parent with. So you Mm -hmm. end up parallel parenting, which is, okay, I'm going to parent our child, how I parent on my time. And then they parent the child, how they parent on their time. You, you can't necessarily have the conversations of, well, here's what's going on today, or here's what's going on this week, because you're not going to come to any sort of agreement. You're not going to see eye to eye. So it's informing the other parent all the necessary things, Mm -hmm. but not really going into the visit. You know, maybe if it was, I guess an example could be if it was a, maybe like a five-year-old and one of the parents had the five-year-old for the weekend and then they were doing the exchange for the other parent's parenting time on Sunday a healthy co-parenting relationship would look like just touching base, you know, how was the weekend? How did they do anything I need to know? Like that seems normal, but when you're parallel parenting, it's just the transition. There's no check-in. There's no, how did everything go? Anything I need to know? It's just, here you go. And that can make it hard because, of course, I don't think many of us go into parenting wanting to do it alone. Right, right. So you mentioned this new concept of parallel parenting. And I, I think pe- people have been doing that, but like you, you put it in words like parallel parenting is something that I have not heard of before. Mm-hmm. So I see that I see how it can help reduce the conflict, especially if you're working with or co-parenting with somebody that is high conflict. So, but talk to me more about the environment for the child, because I do come from a co-parenting relationship and I knew 
the rules at my dad's house. I know the rules at my mom's. But I think I came from a very successful co-parenting situation where they did talk to each other and they both were able to be at my activities, um, regardless of who I was with at the time. But when I got older, I kind of played the system a little bit. So I knew what I could get away with my mom. I knew what I could get away with my dad. My dad was definitely more strict than my mom at the time. Now my dad's less strict with my daughter and my mom is more strict with my daughter. So I'm like, my, how the tables have turned. How does that create an, a stable environment for the child when the parents aren't getting along? I love that you had that because that's, that's hard. So it's hard to be in that situation anyway, but you knew, okay, these are the rules and it can be really challenging. Some of these kids, that's all they know is two separate households. Mm-hmm. A lot of my daughter doesn't have any memories of us together. So she only has memories of us in separate homes. And I really think the best thing when you're trying to be the stable, safe anchor for your children is to create your home to be that safe, loving environment. And do the best you can with the transitions. And that can be a whole other conversation, of course, is even when the parents don't get along and they still go to the children's events to watch whatever's happening, you know, swimming or soccer or whatever, the the kids always know that there's tension, even if Parents are trying to fake it or cover it up. And I really think that as long as the child knows they're loved and they're cared for and mom and dad do the best they can, you know, I wouldn't say make excuses for the other parent, especially if they're the high conflict individual. But again, that's part of the radical acceptance and focusing on what you can do. So what I can do for my child is create as much stability as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. You know, let her know that she can always talk to me about the big stuff, the little stuff, the hard stuff, everything in between. And she knows that we don't get along, but I think she still feels loved at both. And that's a blessing that yeah, she she at least knows that she's loved. Like I definitely knew that I was loved, regardless of the household that I was in. I just know that as I got older, I kind of knew how to manipulate oh, the system. Totally. And they hit an age. They hit <laughs> yeah. an age where they're where they know, and you know, once they're teenagers, they're like, "Oh, I can figure this out." Right. When they're like six, they don't yeah, necessarily know mm-hmm. how to manipulate their parents yet. Right. But. It it varies greatly too across with all my clients. You know, every case is different. Every client's case is different. The kids are different. They're facing different challenges. Even if, you know, the dad is the high conflict one, there's just a lot of different challenges. So I just have to show up with that fresh set of eyes for my client and support them the best that I can through 
what they're going through in their process. And a lot of times the kids will see it at some point, see mm-hmm. who, who's the stable parent or who's always there, who always shows up. And some of those other factors, kids are a lot smarter than I think we give them credit for. I do agree. Especially like this generation, they're a lot more observant. Yes, they are. So, yes. is And as we wrap, is there anything that you would like to share that we have not discussed? I guess I would say there's there's definitely people that don't know necessarily there's divorce coaches or there's someone mm-hmm. you can hire to support you through this process but you don't have to do it alone and I think that's a really important piece is nobody has to do this alone you don't have to just do it with your friends and family who maybe don't understand because they don't know what it's like to deal with somebody with that high of a conflict kind of personality and attorneys are there for the legal part and your therapist is there for your mental health piece. And then if you're able to find divorce and custody coach to support you, that's really the person that can hold your hand through the process and understands what you're going through on a different level because they've been there. So I guess if you've reached the end of your your rope and you don't know what to do and you feel like there's no help, there's still help. There's still some support out there. Which reminds me, I have another question. For divorce coaching, are you able to work with anywhere or are you just confined to your, your state? I work with people all over the country. So I do my sessions via Zoom or phone call. And I do have clients all over the country. So I don't have to work specifically with clients in Colorado. Sometimes clients anywhere prefer to have somebody in their state or their county because they might have a better understanding of the jurisdiction and the family court system. So that makes perfect sense. And I have lots of colleagues all over the country, but I think one of the beautiful things that COVID gave us was we got to figure out how to work from anywhere. Yes. <laughs> so I get to have clients all over the place. I even have clients in Hawaii. Nice. So how can people find you? You can find me online. I have my website is luminarydivorcecoaching.com. And I'm also on Instagram with the same handle and on Facebook with the same handle. So it's, excuse me, it's Rachel Snow, Luminary Divorce Coaching. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for being on the Talk It Out Piece by Piece podcast. Thanks so much, Kelly. And that wraps up our enlightening conversation with Rachel Snow, the remarkable divorce coach who has shared her insights, wisdom, and compassionate guidance with us today. Remember, whether you're sharing the complexities of divorce, have overcome it in the past, or are supporting someone you care about, Rachel's expertise serves as a beacon of hope and strength. If you found value in today's episode, be sure to share it with others who might benefit from Rachel's empowering advice. 
And don't forget to subscribe to Talk It Out Piece by Piece so you never miss an episode that brings you stories of empowerment, growth, and transformation. As we continue on our journey through life's challenges and triumphs, always remember that you have the power to navigate even the toughest situations with grace and resilience. Thank you for tuning in to Talk It Out Piece by Piece.